Hi, my name is White James Moore, and you are listening to my dad and your host of the Lifestyle Asset University podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sean Moore, founder of Lifestyle Asset University. And thanks for joining me for episode one of our brand new podcast. We're going to talk all about lifestyle assets and why I believe that they should be as in your life, part of the conversation of your real estate investments, exactly what they are and how they fit in. So uh, thanks for joining us. I'd like to start by telling you a little bit of my backstory, a little bit about me and Teresa and our family and what lifestyle assets have meant to us and how we got to that, this point in our lives after 20 years of playing in the real estate business and game. So thanks for joining me. So first, I'd like to go back and rewind back to 2008. And it was in June of 2008. Teresa and I at the time were selling high-end resort properties, ultra high-end, exclusive properties, gated communities, even celebrities couldn't get into half of them. And so they were, it was a super fun time. We were, we were selling and traveling all around the country on private jets, meeting some amazing people, hosting some of the most exclusive events in the world, visiting some of the most exclusive properties in the world, and it was a great time. And most of our clients, when we were selling this resort property, either came from Orange County in, in the west, western United States or from the Manhattan area in the east. And we, we were kind of bouncing around between the two. Well, we kind of liked the, the weather in Orange County better than, better than New York. And we were gonna move our offices there. And we were, we'd gone back and forth in these areas in Newport and Laguna. And we really fell in love with this one community in Newport. It was called Crystal Cove. And it was this beautiful gated community kind of up, up on the hill, overlooked the Pacific Ocean. And at this, on this particular trip, we were down there to make an offer on our new home. So we're down there in this home. We walked into the home. We were making the offer at the home. The home had this amazing indoor-outdoor living. And we'd open these big sliders up that went to the outside and into the outdoor living area and the pool that had an infinity edge pool, overlooked the Pacific Ocean, just absolutely beautiful. So we were proceeding to make the offer down there. We had negotiated back and forth a little bit with the selling agent and the sellers and, and came to an agreement, wrote up the offer. And I remember just thinking and being so excited about this new chapter in our lives, this new, this new opportunity. And we we're gonna uproot from Utah and move down to Newport Beach and we love the area. And you know, we're living this lavish lifestyle and just, just nothing, nowhere to go but up. We had the world at our fingertips and just having a, a blast doing it. And we came home, we're kind of packing things up, we're getting everything situated for the move, and we got a call that everything was shut down. And we got this call, and I, at first I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe what, what was happening. Well, the owners of the resort we worked for got indicted on securities charges. And the feds came in and they shut everything down. Everything was shut down overnight, including our paychecks. Now we were made decent money. We made pretty good money doing what we were doing, but we were 30 years old. And at that time in my life, I hope you're smarter than I am or was, and I spent every dime I made. I never thought the gravy chain would stop. So if I made a bunch of money, I spent a bunch of money. So when paychecks stopped, that's a big deal. And I remember at the time just blaming everybody and first first just almost not accepting it just saying hey this isn't true this isn't happening well a few weeks go by and it is true and a couple meetings at the ag's office and getting interviewed by investigators the reality set in that this is happening this is true well then i went from not accepting it to being pissed being 
pissed and blaming everybody and everything around saying this is not fair this is not what we signed up for we gave up so much to come do this and have this experience and blah 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 right have you ever been around one of those people that when you talk to them all they do is complain about everything and they just you're like holy crap could this freaking conversation and shit I can't deal with this anymore and I was that person I was the person who complained and blamed everybody I played the victim I was the victim and I wanted everybody to know that I was the victim anybody who would listen well after so much time less and less people would actually listen I mean my family wouldn't listen anymore for hell's sakes because that's all I did was bitch about my situation well when you're not paying your bills this might come as a shock to you, I hope not. It came as a shock to me for some reason at the time, even though I was in the, the real estate game, but for some reason I was kind of surprised when the bank called me and said, hey, Sean, you're not making your payments. We're starting foreclosure proceedings on your house. And I remember, literally remember clearly, arguing with the person on the other end of the line, telling them they, I, they are out of their mind if they think they're gonna foreclose on my house because this isn't my fault. This wasn't my fault. And I really expected them at the time to believe that and say, okay, you're right, Sean, that's a good story. This isn't your fault, as if they haven't heard a bunch of good stories. And I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I actually believe that it wasn't going to happen. Well, needless to say, six months into this ordeal and we had lost our house. Teresa and I lost our house. We lost our vehicles the credit cards were maxed out and they're getting, I've got creditors calling on credit cards. I have zero money in the bank. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table, just my hands just buried, my face buried in my hands, just wondering what I was gonna do. And that day, I remember just feeling like life had finally shook me hard enough. It bitch slapped me hard enough to say, wake up, dude, nobody's coming. You better figure this shit out and do something about it. And at the time, I had this magazine there, and whether it was Chance or Fade or whatever it was, I opened this magazine, there's this full page article of this guy, and I'm reading it, this guy by the name of Craig Proctor, and he's the number one real estate agent in the world. He makes millions of dollars selling real estate. Now we'd made a lot of money selling real estate, but I've never sold residential real estate at this point. I have my real estate license, Teresa had her real estate license because of what we did in the past with our investment company, and the resort property, but that's much different than going and selling regular homes. And, but at the time I thought, well, maybe this is, maybe this is the, the ticket here. And I remember going and talking to Teresa about it. And I was kind of surprised at how excited she was about the idea. And looking back now, I think she was more excited that I actually showed some ambition, that I actually talked about something other than blaming everybody else around for my shitty situation. And so she said, hey, listen, you know, this, this sounds like a good idea. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And so I called and I had a conversation with my mom. We didn't have credit cards. We had no money. It was in Phoenix. We had no way to get there. So I asked my mom, hey, mom, you, you travel a ton for work. Can I borrow some airline miles? And can I get into this conference with your credit card? And she was, she was kind enough to let us do that and, and allow us. I think she was the same as Teresa. She was just so excited to see me actually have some ambition to go do something. Um, that she allowed us to do that. So we went and we went to this conference, long story short, we hired Craig Proctor as a coach and said, hey man, we don't know what to do, but we're gonna hire you to get into this industry. Well, if you remember 2009, there was two problems with this plan. And 
the, the big problem was we're right in the middle of the Great Recession. And houses, prices were plummeting. People were had losing all of their equity in their homes. The stock market was tanking. People were losing their retirements. Buyers weren't buying houses because if you bought today, it was worth less tomorrow. And so this the real estate market was just not really the, the ideal time to get into the real estate market. And number two, I just came off of a six month pity party. I just felt sorry for myself for six months and I blamed everybody and everything. So my confidence level wasn't exactly at an all time high. But I, was, but I was so convinced that Craig knew what he was talking about and I didn't, didn't have really any other options and I said, I'm gonna do this. And I made a decision that at that time, I told Teresa, I'm never ever working for somebody else again. And number two, I'm gonna build a business in the real estate industry and this is gonna be our vehicle to go get our lives back in order. So we left that conference and that was in April of 2009. We left Phoenix, we came back to Utah, we got to work, we did what Craig said. By June of 2009, we started having closings. We started closing on houses, we started helping people find these houses and it was actually working. By the end of 2009, Teresa and I won a National Rookie of the Year award. Rolling into 2008, we're having, our confidence is building, we're doing more of the same. 2000, or excuse me, 2010, 2010, we win a National Quantum Leap Award. So a big Quantum Leap Award. 2011, we win another Quantum Leap Award. 2011, we're nominated for the, the large sales team of the year in the state of Utah. So things are going well. We're, we're putting some money in the bank. We're getting our lives back in order. And another thing happened for us in 2011 that changed the course of our lives forever. And I don't know if any of you have struggled with infertility. Teresa and I struggled with infertility for years and now we're starting to really consider wanting to start a family. And if you or anybody you know has struggled with infertility, you know that it's an emotional roller coaster. It's, it's a tough time. And we had done all kinds of tests and we'd done all kinds of procedures. Teresa went and, and had some surgeries done. We did all kinds of different options to get pregnant with no, no luck, it just wasn't happening. And we continued to run tests and we found out that there was, we ran, we ran a test and we found out that our only option to get pregnant was a procedure called in vitro fertilization, but specifically a procedure called ICSI. And ICSI was a brand new procedure at the time. It was only, it only been around for a couple of years, had a very low success rate. Um, it was about all in, you're about $100,000. Insurance doesn't cover it. So you're writing a check for $100,000 for a 20% chance of getting pregnant. And at the time, I remember being not, not exactly sure that this was in the cards for us. I, I remember thinking, hey, you know, maybe we're finally getting some money in the bank, we're finally making some moves on, on, in the business and we're trying to get our lives back in order. Maybe kids just aren't in the cards for us right now. And luckily, luckily I'm married to a very determined woman and a much better person than I am. Sorry, I've said this story a million times, but she was determined that that wasn't an option. She was determined that a 20% chance, it didn't matter how much it cost, that this was our, this was our ticket. And there was no arguing. There was no arguing with Teresa, and so we did the in vitro, we did the ICSI, and on May 16th, 2011, we had two healthy babies, Wyatt and Grace, and that changed the course of our lives forever. Now, if you've had kids, 
and any of you who have kids will understand what I'm talking about, that you'll understand when I say that you start thinking about everything differently. That real selfish person that was freewheeling, that didn't care about anything but, but what was happening five minutes from now, that person was a distant memory. Now I started to think about what kind of legacy was I gonna leave them? What kind of life was I going to help them discover and experience? All of those different questions started running through my head at the time and started really, really changing the way I thought about business and life and everything else. And Teresa and I have always been, we've, I mean, trust me, I love material things. I love to buy stuff. I love to go out and, and have as many toys as the next guy. But I've, but for whatever reason, in the very early on, Teresa and I have always valued experiences and vacations and time together more than we've valued um, for Christmases, birthdays, all that stuff, more than we valued gifts. I can't remember the gifts I get for vacation or for Christmases, but I can remember the vacations I go on. I remember the memories that we have. So we've always done that. Well, um, when the kids are born, we decided, hey, every every year for their birthday, we're going to spend a week in Hawaii. So we're going to celebrate their Hawaiian in, or birthday in Hawaii every single year. So we've done that since they've been born. And we go on these trips and we have these amazing experiences, amazing vacations. Well, one of the recent trips we went on, Wyatt was, we were sitting on the beach and Wyatt was old enough to know, he knows what I sell real estate and he knows I sell houses and do all that, that stuff. And he said, dad, why? He's looking around. He's like, why aren't you, why don't you sell houses here? If you sold houses here, we could just sit on this beach all the time and we could go swimming all the time. And you know, that's how a kid's mind works. And it's an amazing, it's amazing when they don't have those limitations that we place on ourselves. And, um, you know, we had this, this little conversation and it was a great conversation, but it really made me think of what kind of real estate I enjoyed the most. What did I really enjoy about what I did? And selling residential real estate has been great to us. We've met some amazing people. We've been part of some amazing experiences with first time home buyers and people building their dream homes. But the types of real estate that I've always loved is vacation properties. Because vacation properties and second homes to me has always represented these great experiences, these great memories. You buy them to go share and spend time with your loved ones and the people that you care about. And I've also loved the investment side of real estate. We've, we ran an investment company for about six years where we did fix and flip properties and had a lot of rentals. And I've specifically loved the investment side of real estate. And as I started going through that, I started saying, I really want to marry the two products together. I really want to focus on something that has the lifestyle part of real estate plus the, the passive income part of real estate. And I started putting them together and I call, that's what I call a lifestyle asset. A lifestyle asset is an investment property that you have some personal use tied to. And many times there are vacation rentals and it's not just a typical vacation rental. And we'll talk more about what that is and what they look like. But that's why I started the Lifestyle Asset University and our Empire Club. The Empire Club is just simply a Facebook group. A Facebook group of people just like you and I that like to talk about real estate, that we like to specifically talk about lifestyle assets and what they are, different experts inside of there. We've got legal experts, we've got finance experts, we've got property management experts, all these people that, that go into helping you make the right decisions on these this type of an asset. And so at that time, and we decided that, hey, listen, this is what this is what life is going to be. This is what business is going to be. And we're right in that process now of adding lifestyle assets to our portfolio. And in this, at the same time, I put together a turnkey program and guidance to help people understand lifestyle assets, how they fit into their lives, 
why we think it's important, why we think that it's going to be a great asset to add to somebody's portfolio. And we have those conversations inside the Empire Club. So thanks for joining me on episode one. Number two, tomorrow's episode, I'm gonna dive more into specifically what a lifestyle asset is, what makes them unique to other real estate investment properties, what that makes them unique to other vacation rentals specifically. And we'll have those conversations, we'll continue this conversation. It's gonna be a 14 day crash course on exactly what they are, exactly the things you should look for. And I hope that it's interesting to you. I hope that you gain value from it. And I'd like to, Wyatt and I'd like to share a little uh, story. Wyatt and Grace always write in a little journal and they talk about their, they talk about their experiences. And, and the other day I was reading Wyatt's and he's talking about his experiences in the last sentence said, I'm living one of the best lives a boy could ever live. And it made me so happy. And I wanted, I want to leave you with that thought because we're here and inside the Empire Club, we're here to help you live the best life that you could possibly have. And where we, we add that lifestyle freedom, we add that financial freedom to your life through a specific real estate investment. And we'll talk more about it. We'll, we'll dive into it. We'll see if it makes sense for you. Join us inside the community. It's absolutely free. If you know somebody who would, who would like to join in the conversation, invite them. We'll get them in there. We have regular conversations. We'll have weekly podcasts. We're going to go a 14 day crash course for anybody who's unfamiliar with what a lifestyle asset is. And so thanks for joining me on episode number one. And I look forward to future conversations and future chats inside the Empire Club. And please join me tomorrow for episode number two. We'll dive into exactly what a lifestyle asset is. And I look forward to seeing you then. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes, for more amazing content and expert advice, visit Wasatch Luxury Empire Club.